to ask, what is our aim? I can answer in one word, victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. For without victory there is no survival. Now we are the masters of our fate. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. It is time to reawaken this industrial giant, to get government back within its means, and to lighten our punitive tax burden. Hi, my name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC, based in Northern California, somewhere between San Francisco and Sacramento, and Real People USA. We are an American, America First uh, consulting firm with strategies uh, to help people fundraise, uh, training, and to help people cross the finish line. Today's guest is David Warner, and he was a school board uh, candidate for Horry County in South Carolina, and he wants to share his experiences and what he thinks that is going on with uh, just you know running uh, running an, an election uh, to you know just talk about that what what that's what that process is like and what he experienced. So without further delay, I would like to welcome David Warner from Horry County, South Carolina. Hi, David. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And thanks for taking time out of your your busy schedule this Saturday. It is uh, May or June 18th. So, David, my my first question, and I just I want to preface the the question with, I was watching, uh, you know, your 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 post on social media, and and then I I saw that you were only five hundred five to six hundred votes from winning. But before you talk about your race, your candidacy. Please tell people who you are, like such as where are you from, your education, your occupation. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm originally from uh, the state of Illinois, actually, and um, I couldn't take any more of what we were saying in the state of Illinois. So we escaped um, and moved to what I thought was a promised land, <laughs> but uh, and I still love it here. But uh, you know, we, we've, we've uh, seen some concerning things here in South Carolina. And so we, but anyways, we moved here. Um, I've been in the finance industry since pretty much since I graduated uh, high school, and I've done that for some time. And, um, and uh, I decided to jump into the school board race. Excellent, excellent. And like I said, I, I think that you were a great candidate based on what we talked about offline, and we will talk about those items. Uh, today. So why did you run for Horry County School Board? You know, um, I am, you know, I've got two boys that go to the school and, um, you know, I was starting to see some things that were concerning to me and um, originally started a long time ago, actually, um, with my, my son that's special needs. And I seen where the, you know, school district, that's the government, you know, ultimately, um, was kind of overstepping their boundaries um, on our end. So we decided, um, you know, to make the long story short, essentially, we ended up in a, a legal battle that we're actually still currently in right now um, against that school district where they were, you know, overrunning um, 
our rights as parents. And, and so uh, beginning to talk to the community, I realized that I wasn't the only one that had this problem. And it was actually a pretty mass problem. And, and this county is the third largest county in the state of South Carolina. So it's a pretty large county. And um, it wasn't just special needs issues. It was it was really boiled down to uh, the government overstepping their boundaries and, and taking the rights from parents that, um, you know, that we were seeing them slowly, slowly, you know, creep into to those pieces of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So continue. What, and, what kind uh, of things did you see that was that was creeping into your your son's well, lives and well, some of the the kids of the other so, parents? Yeah. So I mean, we were seeing different things of critical race theory. Um, we were beginning to see a lot of activist teachers um, within the school districts that were being very vocal about some of the things that they were planning on doing or that they were already doing in school. Um, we were seeing uh, just an array of things. Uh, the um, uh, castle program that was uh, actually it was technically banned in Florida. We had it here in, in Horry County. Um, and, and so they got rid of it. Um, but it took some kicking and screaming. And, uh, and, and we did have some great staff that actually identified that it was not appropriate. And then they took the necessary action to get it done. But none of that curriculum was actually given a chance for parents to actually really look at it and and, um, so you know there's a lot of excuses that always seem to come around it whether we were in person or not in person um, you know it doesn't even make a difference at that point it's our taxpayer dollars we should know what is being put into our children's minds or heads or or thoughts or whatever because of things that they're doing in the school district Right. And for our listeners uh, listening uh, to this episode, we are talking about South Carolina. We are not talking about San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle, New York City. We're talking about a place, uh, a state of the, the state of South Carolina, where some of my friends from California left California to go to places like South Carolina and Florida and, and Texas. So what I'm hearing from you, David, is that some of the things that people were fleeing in terms of the education curriculum and the critical race theory and the woke, the wokeness and the transgender stuff, those things are you're you're starting to see those things or those things are in place in South Carolina. Yeah, it seems kind of crazy when you think about it, because this is the the place where people come to to sort of get away from all of that and not see any uh, craziness that we're seeing in the schools. And then you get here and you're surprised to see. I, and I think that the biggest thing is that they have webbed, these outside organizations have webbed this sort of um, spider web of, of wokeness <laughs> that it seems to be very difficult for um, school board officials to keep up with and, and, and for schools to keep up with. And when you really start to break it down and you look at all the different pieces, it's a lot of outside organizations, a lot of outside things that are coming into place that are making it very difficult for these outside um, or for for school boards and and, uh, and people within the schools to do it. And, and I'll tell you, a lot of it is the organizations that they were originally 
a big part of that were originally a uh, you know maybe considered a good good organization to be a part of and then as time would go by they started slipping more and more in but i mean truthfully that's been going on for some time but just it has accelerated uh it's like they've literally put the pedal to the floor and just finished what they've dreamed for years and they did it during the pandemic it seems like the you know especially here that seems to be when it escalated to where it is now gotcha and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes but uh, my next question, David, is what was the outcome of, of your election, your candidacy, and what did you learn about this process as a first-time person who actually, I, I believe you said this is the first time that you actually ran for office, even though you were participating at different levels before? Yeah, so I um, jumped into this thing not having any idea of how to run a campaign. I've never done any of these type of things before. I just knew that I had to act. And um, so I jumped into the race and um, the outcome sort of, basically it's about, like I said, it's a, uh, about a 500 uh, vote uh, margin between me and uh, the, the, the man I run against. Um, he uh, had 57%, I had 43%, something like that. And um, so, and, and to put it in perspective, he is originally from here, so he is a native to this area. So he has lots of family and friends that live here, and he is actually the vice chair of our board. So, you know, being a new person to this whole thing, obviously, it definitely presented its challenges. And so I, I believe I made it pretty good, especially considering some of the challenges I was up against going into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I know we talked about uh, this this process, but my next question is, what did you learn about the school board uh, connections? And you uh, spoke about this a few minutes ago. You gave some uh, like a preview of it. What did you learn about the school, all these school board connections with these large uh, educational associations? Yeah, so I was very, cons- you know, I've always known that the NEA was a, not a good organization. I mean, they've, they, over the years, they've constantly trampled on parents and they've spent so much time um, really lobbying against parents and doing all these things. I knew that, but to what level, I, I never really totally understood it. But going into this, we had, uh, let's see, we had three, we had six candidates for different positions and six candidates within our um, 11 person board um, were were endorsed um, by the um, local affiliate of the National Education Association and um, I started to really see where they actually had quite a foothold here in Horry County and as a matter of fact um, they are influencing our elections in a lot of different ways and um, they're very active um, they are utilizing not just uh, republicans which all these people on this on the on, on the list of school board candidates endorsed were actually republicans or, or claimed to be republicans um, but in fact when you go to the you know the, even the local uh, SCEA has a ton of terrible information that they are training teachers with and how to accept uh, different things, uh, LGBT stuff, and how to address um, 
you know, race and different things. And it's, it's all very concerning information, obviously, as a parent. But, um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I, 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 I'm seeing where they are jumping in to our school boards. And being that we are the only, in this election, we were the only county in the entire state that they actually endorsed candidates for. And I purposely did not accept their or even conversate with them um, about an endorsement because, to me, I could support the teachers that are here without having to accept something that is aligned with my views or my values or, or principles. And so uh, I didn't do that. Um, but, you know, we're seeing them very, very active in our community. And I, I, I hate that because, you know... These are our children that their their future is at stake, and, and they're really training. Unfortunately, they're they're training these teachers uh, to to teach this woke ideology that is not in alignment with with our our values, and, and that's not not good at all. <laughs> and and you know, I, I will say this too. Um, as I begin to sort of process this entire race and, and some of the things that I have experienced through the entire time and, and what I've been finding throughout our school district, what really concerned me was I began to think about the whole education thing at a, at, altogether. And I, and I send my kids to public school. Um, you know, God willing, maybe that will change eventually, but I don't know. Um, it, it, is, it is difficult to make that change, I think. And I think that's why you don't see a lot of parents that do it. Um, but I will say this, um, the minute you drop your child at school, off at school, you're teaching and you're training that child to believe one thing, that those people know more and can train that child more than you can. And there's no way that our children, that is not being sent to, that message isn't being sent to our child through the even act of dropping them off at these edu- government educational, you know, facilities. So uh, I, that's that's been concerning to me the the entire time too. I've been thinking about all the pieces that sort of have come together with that. Exactly. Now, David, you mentioned some things that I think I need to let listeners know know about, and this is like a a common theme that I'm hearing from different parts of the country. It seems like uh, this this push toward indoctrinating our children are happening in large metropolitan areas, uh, places close to the coast or on the coast. And I can ramble off Pinellas County, which is Tampa, St. Pete, uh, Horry County, which is like Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, that county, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle, Portland, New York City. You know, it seems like where there is a large population, that's where they, they are targeting. It almost seems like as a, as a military, uh, you know, previous military combat soldier and a veteran, it seems like they have a strategy to hit the top, met, you know, population centers where most people live and, and start this, this uh, downward spiral of our, of our educational system, as well as you know, harming our economy. And I just want to let uh, Heather know, who, who will probably listening to this, she's running in St. Petersburg, uh, Pinellas County. This is the same thing that she's seeing. This is the same thing that people in Los Angeles are seeing. Some well 
you know, patriot, courageous, God-loving, uh, uh, you know, people who live in, in California. And not and California is not a blue state. I just want to say that. But David, what I'm what I'm saying to you and and to the other listeners, it, it, it looks like this is a strategic method of hitting the big cities mm-hmm. on the coast. Absolutely. And then working their way inward. Like the smaller they're markets. Essentially what they're doing is they're looking at large areas where they can influence um, the teachers and the school systems and the, and the elections even. And they're uh, really weaponizing our children against American exceptionalism or, uh, you know, being prideful of our country and where we came from. And, and that is, uh, you know, that's, that's one thing that I noticed through this entire process was our kids are the future. And when we are seeing them really be, gosh, I hate to say indoctrinated, but that's what I've been saying all along. And it's the truth. This is what we are seeing across um, our country. And and I'm concerned about that. We have a lot uh, of work to do to find out what is the best answer in, in public education, or is that even the option that we should be choosing as parents? Um, you know, it's 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 challenging when you try to weigh out the options because it's like you want people there that are going to shine a light on some of the issues, but then on the other hand, how long can we allow kids to be, uh, you know, sort of pushed into this this narrative and then hoping that somehow they'll be rescued, their minds will be rescued before they they leave, and, and unfortunately they're not going to because they're going to go to college, who is going to teach them critical race theory in probably the most uh, direct form they've ever received so not good yeah yeah exactly and uh well i, I will tell people that uh, and i think we we talked about this a couple of days ago is our numbers which are which are the, you know the citizens of the united states and and the residents of Horry county outnumber these people so so the work right. is going to come from Horry county residents who say enough is enough because i would imagine for every person on that school board, they are they are outnumbered by forty thousand, like forty thousand to one. So the work is connecting yeah, it's my, with, with the people. Yeah, and I'll tell you honestly, um, I think that we have to start making some smart decisions to protect our kids. I mean, I know that we have people. The guy I ran against with them on the board since two thousand nine. Maybe he's. Start, start off as a good person. Maybe he still is a good person. Maybe just being influenced in, in, in whatever way. But you have a responsibility when you represent the people and you claim to have Republican or, or conservative values or American first values to make for sure that this stuff doesn't get to our children. And if you're not doing the job, then we've got to find people that will. And stop just accepting what everybody tells. And that's what I, I see here. Everybody here was like, oh, well, they're they have an R by their name, and so we know that they stand for us. No, that doesn't necessarily mean that. And that doesn't mean that they're doing a good job at, at stopping this, these outside influences. And, and parents have to, and community members, young and old alike, have to hold these uh, our pr- principles up to the job that they're performing and then hold them accountable and make for sure that these outside influences like the SCEA, which is the NEA, um, are 
a part of them. If they, if, if they align themselves with those people, let's let's kick them out and let's move on. Let's get mm-hmm. us do what we have to do to save our country. Exactly. So, David, here's one of my last questions. Um, so, we, we, you know, we're looking at this in South Carolina. We're seeing this in in places. I think Dallas was a another place where they 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 tried something like this, and it looks like the the the, the parents and you know the grandparents with kids. Uh, they they kind of push back against this. So why do you think these educational organizations and the, everyone has our our conspiracy theory? And I know I have mine. But why do you think these educational organizations are trying to groom our kids with this woke stuff? With this, you know, Joe, you're not a guy. You're really maybe you're something else. Or Mary, you're not a girl. Maybe you're something else. Why do you think they're trying to do this? Well, I think it's something that's happened over generations. I mean, we just didn't probably even acknowledge it or know it when it happened. But I think that we're starting to see Americans be more uh, aligned with, uh, say, socialists or communist type of, you know, lifestyles. I mean, they, they uh, you know, I, I seen one group locally that uh, they had a gr- it was a liberal group, and I watched their uh, a live video that they had online, and I was surprised to see that one of the things that they said is we have to destroy America to rebuild America. Hmm. So this is what they believe is the way to handle going forward, I think. Um, but I think that the there is not a good argument behind any of the things that they're doing. I mean, there's not a even a good scientific argument where they've spent time talking about how they were into science over the last couple of years. Well, yeah, only when it goes in their favor. But when it goes against their favor, then all of a sudden we don't want to have that conversation anymore. So, you know, I, I think that we're under attack and I think that they're using our children and they figure they can. They have the power if they can close us from the building, keep us from our children. If they can do all of those things, then they can teach our children whatever they want. They can basically groom them for the future and to be able to lead, I hate to say, their revolution. You know, their sort of uh, way of changing our country and making it what they think it should be. But what they don't realize is that in the past, those those, those ideas don't work. And um, we do live in a great country. We should be proud of the country we live in. And um, unfortunately, uh, these, these people are... Um, are trying to change the very foundation of where we believe and where we stand. And, and I'll say, um, you know, as a Christian and somebody who believes in God, I'm blown away by it because it's it's constantly attack on our faith as a, as a Christian. I, I, I feel like that, at least I see that a lot. And um, I, I think that we're in trouble if we don't get this under control very quickly. Yeah, exactly. Here in Sacramento, we had a, a, you probably saw it, it was on Project Veritas. We had a a teacher that was actually promoting Antifa in the classroom here in Sacramento. And fortunately, the parents rose up and this teacher was booted from the profession. Now, I do know teachers here in California, and I will say here on my own podcast that the majority of teachers that I know, they're not for this this uh, transition uh, to this woke and and LGBT 
uh, ideology, but I believe what what is going on is that people, you know, they look at, well, let's say I have bills to pay, you know, I have families to raise, I have, you know, obligations. Right. And, you know, I must keep this this four thousand to six thousand dollar job per month and the benefits and so sometimes uh, and this is how you know communism and socialism works it's like okay you know it's just like people who had to make decisions about taking the jab do i take the jab and keep my job or do i refuse the jab and risk right you know risk having money to pay for my family and to pay for rent or mortgage yeah. and that's one of the biggest and in our case we- threats when we, we had uh, for us our family we were we, you know I have a special needs son that cannot go to a regular daycare um, he can't go to anything like that so we literally uh, we were mostly open but if you had a special needs child you had to follow everything that they did because if you didn't um, you were going to be without a job and, and be like some of the people that were in other states that, that were where that was more of a widespread issue than, than here in uh, South Carolina. So, mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, uh, David, I want to thank you for coming on to the Real People USA podcast. Do you have any closing comments and what are your plans for the future? <laughs> well, um, you know, first of all, thank you for having me on this evening. Um, you know, I think that it's time that parents and community members have to start rising up against this stuff. If you are uh, listening and you're a parent, um, don't believe everything you're told. Do the research. Find out for yourself. Most of it, it can be found on your, or actually normally on your school website by searching some of the, the key terms and things that you're saying. I mean, that's a very simple way to start, but there are a lot of ways you do should have access to the curriculum and to um, teaching training materials. This is a key. The training materials that they're training your teacher, they're dumping this information into their mind. That is being dumped into your child's mind. And so those are things to be considered. And um, my future plans is to continue moving forward. Um, I'm currently in the Fourth Circuit with the lawsuit that we have against our our school district um, where they were trying to essentially make medical decisions on behalf of our family. And um, we have uh, decided that it's it, we can no longer sit back idly. We must move forward. And I encourage every family in this country to get on board and and let's let's see our country change for the better. Let's see the next generation not w- wake up to uh, this type of tyranny that we're seeing being pushed into our children's lives. Exactly. And I encourage uh, you, David, and in, in listeners in South Carolina and the rest of the country to subscribe to Real People USA. That's RPUSA.org, because what I'm seeing here in California and other places around the country, it looks like our, our local Republican leadership is asleep at the wheel and they're not doing the job that they used to do pretty well 20 years ago. So. Please subscribe to rpusa.org and you'll get up-to-date information and hopefully over a short period of time we can actually build a database of concerned Americans of how we can uh, restore our great country uh, to where it was uh, just, you know, not not even a long time ago, you know, maybe, you know, five, ten years, twelve years ago. So so thank you, David, for being a guest and uh, please come back and and share the uh, the Fourth Circuit you know, outcome when you get some new information. 
Absolutely. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me. And keep uh, America first. I know you will. Thank you very much. Thanks, David. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.